0: this is Jim Shores and I'm Carol Anderson Shores. Together we're known as Acts of Renewal and
1: we do speaking around the country at marriage events where we also utilize uh, comedy theater to give visual learning and just really our goal is to encourage marriages and relationships.
0: But today we're on our front porch Uh, we want to start doing a podcast called On the Front Porch. And since we're on the front porch, we're going to call it On the Front Porch.
1: (laughs) And and so what we want to do is just make this personal, real, and invite you to join us in conversations to encourage your relationship.
0: And this morning, we're going to talk about communication. And we're sitting here today with...
2: Sarah Babin.
3: And Zach Shores. Yes.
0: And Zach is our son, and he's dating Sarah, and so we just thought we would kind of see what some of their relationship questions were in an effort to, I don't know, share a little wisdom. Who knows what's going to happen here? For you guys, um, I'm curious what some of your relationship questions are. Your mom and I have been talking about listening. And uh, listening is something that I think people think they do well, maybe, in a relationship, but oftentimes when they really boil it down, uh, listening is actually not being done well. Um, And communication is one of the number one issues that people cite for reasons for divorce, uh, in terms of incompatibility. So communication is super important, and it does boil down to hearing each other. So in terms of listening, what are things that you guys have observed in relationships in general or in your own relationship that's kind of a challenge or any questions that you have?
2: Um, I don't know. I mean, to start, I know listening is a lot harder than what people think it is, and it takes a lot more concentrated effort and attention. Um, but I guess I'm curious of like what that actually looks like in your head as you're like you know sitting down and talking and you're like okay i have to like sit here and listen and make sure i'm like paying close attention like to you based on experience and research that you've done like what does that look like in the moment
0: mm-hmm. yeah that's a great question what does it look like um carol i'm gonna what were you saying <laughs> <laughs> who are you and what do you want saying- with me have you
1: been talking <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, I mean, I think it's exactly what we think it is, mm-hmm. you know it's it's the idea that I am actually attending to what you're saying right, but I think so often people are listening to the first half of what somebody's saying and then building their rebuttal mm-hmm. to where they think it's going to go, like our defenses come up and and, you know, we're talking of the difference between everyday life and then really sitting down to listen. I think, you know, uh, there there are periods where you're like, we need to talk about an issue and we really need to hear each other. And I think that type of listening, at least then you can be like, we're really going to focus on this. Mm-hmm. As- but
1: talk, uh, talk a little bit about kind of like, what are some of the reasons why we stop listening? Like you're saying, we listen like, part way, and then we move to some other place. Can you like, explain that a little bit more?
0: Well, I think it's that we think we know where it's going, and so we start building our defense. And kind of
1: like our armor. Our armor word.
0: goes up, yeah. And so at that point, we've stopped listening because the person's going to finish their sentence, and we haven't heard what they're their... their We're you already, know.
1: We already just took the little bit that we did here, Are preparing how we're going to be either defend ourselves or turn that weapon on that other person of, yeah, but you to feel better about ourselves or safer in the conflict.
0: Yeah. But I think,
3: go ahead, Zach. I was just going to ask, you know, in the context of, you know, creating space to listen, what are sort of effective ways to, Allow you you yourself to set your ego aside right. and mm-hmm. really pay attention to what uh, is being said without um, you know letting yourself get in the way and um, kind of creating your your rebuttal, mm-hmm. um, but instead listening and and allowing um, your partner to speak to you and and really hear what they have to say.
0: Yeah. I think it comes down to, I mean, like a great tool that we use, especially when we're on a hot button issue and we're both mad at each other, is the talking stick idea, which is kind of this 80s, you know, the talking stick. But I think it's just taking something in your hand. It could be a phone. It could be, you know, a coffee cup. And while I have that in my hand, I'm going to talk and you can't interrupt. Uh, And the reason for that is it prevents the person who would be tempted to interrupt. It prevents them from interrupting, and it causes them to be like, oh, I have to actually listen to what this person's saying. I can't come in with a rebuttal. And you allow the person to go all the way through their story. And then... And
1: then there's an extra step.
0: Now, I give you the coffee cup.
1: So you give me the coffee cup, and so I'm going to basically repeat back to you what you said and as awkward and weird as that sounds what it forces me to do as the listener is when you're listening i'm not just waiting for you to stop talking so i can give my two cents of the first half of what you were saying i have to actually listen because in a way i've got to come to the end and be able to say back
0: Right. You, what you heard you can't have an assignment that you've got to you know fulfill I gotta repeat back what the heck he's saying I and better listen
1: so I think actually The best way to explain this is is just like we do an example of it um, So we're gonna just I don't know is that okay we just pick something from our own
0: Yeah <laughs> Life, so,
1: relationship to...
0: Yeah. So an example might be, uh, let's say, I want to talk about uh, sometimes I make a meal. That's a lot
1: Yeah. times you make a meal. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, but you get the cup, so you talk. Uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, sometimes I make a meal, and I have it ready, and I call people to come, and they don't come. So I come around the corner to look at what people are doing. They're on their laptops working on projects, and I say, again, food's ready. Come on. And I go back in the kitchen. I'm finishing things, you know, and nobody comes. And so I come back around the corner after a couple of minutes, and still people haven't moved. They're still on their laptops. So I get frustrated, Uh, and uh, at that point, in my voice is irritation, and and I know that's frustrating for you. So that's what's going on in my world. Uh, And Carol's gonna now repeat back what I just said, like my part of the story she's got the coffee cup
1: okay so what I hear you saying is sometimes when you make a meal and you're called everyone to come and um, nobody comes and you go out and check after a few minutes and people are just still on their laptops or doing whatever they're doing and you call again only this time you're frustrated um, that nobody's just coming after the work you've done to eat this meal Is that it?
0: I've got the coffee cup. Yep, that's it exactly. I just would add probably what's underneath that is my frustration is uh, kind of a casualness towards the fact that I've made a meal and I think I don't feel valued. So I'm handing the coffee cup to Carol.
1: So, okay, so you're saying that under the frustration is the attitude of everyone's casualness about coming to to eat this meal, and underneath the frustration is you just don't feel like you're being valued for having done this.
0: Yeah, I've got the coffee cup. That's it exactly. Yeah. So, wow.
1: so now it's my turn mm-hmm. to say what's on my end
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, in response, because now I really have heard him. I've been almost forced to hear him, but in a good way. Mm-hmm. So now my response... What's what's going on with me? Yeah, what's is, your world? So my world is I'll be like in the middle of something, like I'm editing something, like I'm editing a script. and am I'm, I'm in the middle of thinking and you're saying it's ready. I'm like it's not that I'm not valuing it. It's like I'm in the middle of this whole thing in my universe and it takes me time to transition. And so I say I'll be there in just a second And then, honestly, I kind of lose sight of the time because Mm -hmm. I'm still focused in whatever I'm working at. And then I hear you call again, only now you're mad. (laughs) So now I feel like I'm in trouble. (laughs) And so now I throw every, I slam down the top and I run in there. And then my attitude isn't really grateful, I'm realizing. It's more like you've interrupted Mm. me in the midst of what I'm doing. Mm.
0: So So now I take the coffee cup and I'm going to say, kind of summarize this back. I'm going to say, so you're in the middle of projects, right? And I say food's ready and you're in the middle of a universe. Uh, You got all kinds of things open, but more you got trains of thought open and you've got to start shutting all that down and you lose track of time in that space. Uh, and then I call again Now I'm mad and you feel like you're in trouble So you shut every thing down quickly And come in But maybe not with the best Attitude or whatever Because the, you feel like you're in trouble Is that correct? I'm handing the coffee cup uh, yes, back uh, to except Carol Except I'd
1: say that that is why My coming in what you're, My coming in My attitude is not one of gratefulness For what you've done It's sometimes I'm realizing, even as I say this, more of a little bit of exasperation.
0: So I get the coffee cup back. She's saying, you're saying, uh, sometimes it's not with an attitude of gratefulness for what I've done, but more of a sense of exasperation. Yes. Great. Yes.
1: So I think the thing about this is when we're we're forced to really, like, listen to each other, but also recognize, like, one thing you're not supposed to do is kind of put your own interpretation, like add your thoughts into it as you're
0: summarizing. Like,
1: like I, so I come in having been pulled out of my thing, you're angry. And I just think that's ridiculous for you to be angry at something like that. That's right. that's like I, I just think it's overreacting. Right there I've just messed it up because now I'm being defensive. I'm adding mm-hmm. rather than just allowing us to go back and forth of talking about what's going on in our universe and really hear each other.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And the thing the thing that's beautiful, as awkward as this may sound and repetitious What it does is we're really kind of forced to listen and really hear each other. And when you really hear each other, um, and honestly, not until we did this, even though this happens, has happened a good number of times, I haven't realized that I've always thought it was like you were being like, sort of picky uni about we got to move and move fast while the food is hot, because I don't know why. So this is the first time I've really heard that it makes you feel like what you've offered is not being valued. Mm. And that touches my heart. And I really want, I mean, sincerely want to apologize because Mm. that is, that's, um, if I put the shoe on the other foot and I who hate to cook, I can totally understand that. Mm. But I've taken it a little for granted that this is kind of your area.
0: So I'm sorry. Mm. Thank you. I received that you don't have to repeat it back kind of... <laughs> i forgive you and i love you i love you too so see it works it worked in real life right here So,
1: but that's that's one of the things that you can even read that in a book i mean we're not making that up that's been a tool around for a long time but it's actually just going taking it off the page and say well what do you do with it like how does that really work and i would say that we've done it perfectly and we've done it where we've started adding in our two cents when we should be just speaking back what the other person said um but we also know where it works the best and where it helps us to really listen is when we take the time and um and so we discover things and and the nice thing is because we we do this at marriage events like this we'll go really you were thinking that i didn't know that or we've actually done it in a argument and then we'll relay, you know, the things we heard afresh. So that would be
2: one example. Mm-hmm. Does that come up with any questions for you guys or well, responses? I've been thinking about, you know, like whether or not like the psychology of human beings, whatever, if this comes easier with age or if it's just practice, because sometimes like I just can't put myself in the headspace to listen so like I and I can tell and then I can and Zach can tell I like if there's a conflict and like feelings are involved and things and it's kind of resonating I can't always completely put myself aside to listen and I guess that might just be practice or like what advice would you have
1: Mm, I
0: think that's a really really good question and a great observation I think sometimes you know, there's, the, there's this term called amygdala hijacking. And it's if you really are reacting to something, you've gotten triggered. Um, or maybe not triggered is kind of an overused word. Yeah. You know, that, that really has more to do with trauma. But let's say you're have you you're upset. Mm-hmm. You're, your emotions are flooding. Then your amygdala, the back of your brain kind of takes over and your frontal cortex starts to shut down. You're kind of going into fight or flight. Yeah. And if you've ever been at a place where you're like, I'm so mad, I just can't even think straight, you literally can't think very well. Um, And so that's not the time to work out an argument. Mm -hmm. You know, you're reacting. So I think at at that point, the best thing to do is damage control. Like, let's not say things we don't really mean that now we're going to have to go back when we've calmed down and do Mm -hmm. more repair. But instead, to acknowledge, I'm really upset right now. I don't think I can talk about this. I do want to talk about it, but not right now. I just need to calm down. Calm down, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then you can, the next day, come back or whenever you've calmed down and be like, okay, mm-hmm. let's talk about this. What happened? And that's where this tool comes in.
1: But what I'm hearing from you, and correct me if I'm wrong, is you're kind of talking about more, not so much high conflict issues but just more like everyday conversation
2: yeah Yeah, or it's like sometimes I just I'm not in the like attentive headspace where I just like open myself up like intentionally on a whim like sometimes I just like like I'm listening or I'm trying I'm hearing what he's saying and I want to listen but sometimes I just can't like push myself past that like barrier Mm -hmm. and then you can always tell In which I feel bad, because I'm like, I want to listen. But there's like a...
3: Yeah, Mm -hmm. and I think, you know, it's... And I think you tend to express that. Mm -hmm. um, Even sometimes I have to just ask. And sometimes when I don't ask, I just can tell you're not listening. And then my feelings get hurt. And then... I'm kind of pouting and then we're both just kind of grouchy at each other. Whereas I think, you know, what, what are the best ways to communicate that better Where even if it's just like, can you listen to me right Right. now? Because if I'm being vulnerable Mm -hmm. and kind of opening myself up and not feeling that's received, that's gonna, you know, that kind of hurts my feelings where I'm like, I've just sort of bared my soul to you and gotten like, uh, yeah,
2: Mm -hmm. This is all taken out of context. Yeah, yeah.
3: No, but not a monster. No, you are incredibly good at listening and receiving me. But I think what I'm asking is like, when we recognize that one of one of us is not in the maybe the headspace or the emotional place to be able to listen. Um, or kind of have a a serious conversation, or listen well. Um, you know, what does the communication look like where we can say, "Okay, let's table this." Mm-hmm. I, you know, I love you. I care for you. I want to talk about this, but I can't right now. Right. You know, what does that conversation look like where we can bring it up later on and right. kind of go on with our day? And mm-hmm. also like
2: fostering the maturity, which I guess does come with age and practice, and like the independence to not disappointed in tabling something, yeah, or like yeah. disappointed in like a missed opportunity to be open with each other. If like yeah. you're busy, or if I can't get there, or something. Mm-hmm.
1: I think it takes. I think it takes both ways. And, and absolutely, you don't come off as a monster. You're, <laughs> you're, you're actually saying something very honest and kind of vulnerable. But it's you're not alone. I think we've all been there. Yeah, where I know this is important to you, but I'm just like I'm really thinking about
2: yeah. This yeah.
1: thing that I got to do in mm-hmm. about five minutes, um, so that so part of what's the beauty of you guys being so gracious to just answer these questions right now, is it enables you to say, remember that time on the front porch mm-hmm. we were talking about that, and we both understood it's not about that the lack of care or lack of interest. It's just wanting honestly to be in a better place to take this in mm-hmm. than I presently am. Mm-hmm. So, and, but it's give and take. Mm -hmm. So if it's something that's like a burning issue and he really just needs to be listened to, like right now, there's places where we all do this, no matter how long you've been together, is um, taking a step past what I want Mm -hmm. in this moment for me and looking at you and this is what you need. So, therefore, you move yourself into that place where it's maybe a little bit more work, but it's what's needed in the moment. And then the same thing goes the other way, where you say, can you tell me, you know, scale 1 to 10, just because of where I am right now. Could, can we talk about this later, or is it really important we talk about it right now? Right. And then he would say, well, it would be good to talk about it now, but I understand. How about if we talk at dinner after you finish the whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think when we've done this, for me, it's always a little bit of a disappointment because I mean, like, what? You can't drop whatever you're yeah. doing and listen to <laughs> me and my heart. Um, but then there's also the place where I know if he's distracted, I might as well just be
0: talking to a wall. A
1: kind of. And not yeah. that bad, but right. close. So. I just think any of these things is a mutual dance, yeah, yeah.
0: but, but I, th- I think it's the honesty of as a as a guy to stop what I'm doing and be able to articulate what I'm dealing with right now. Mm. I don't even know if that's a guy thing. I think it's just a human thing of just being like i here's the bandwidth I have right now, and here's why. So if we can table this. I really want to hear what you're saying, but I can't right now. And so, almost, you know, I I think it's articulating out of love for you, out of care for you. I want to be able to listen to you, and I I just can't right now. So, you know, Carol and I both work at the same university, and um, there will be times she'll come in and really want to process something in the middle of the day, and I'm dealing with putting out 400 fires, and she is too. But she'll come in and I'll be like, ah, and she just looks at me and goes, no, it's not a good time to talk about this, is it? You <laughs> no, know?
1: no, it's usually when I come in and your back is to me looking out the window at your desk and your both hands go up. I kind of know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, stop That's talking. Insane. I am writing an email. I am going to lose my train of thought. Stop, stop, stop. So I think we had to learn to not constantly get our feelings hurt by just normal stuff mm, like that, right. where you're just yeah. like, Hey, I'm not here to hurt your feelings. I'm just, but I'm being honest with you. Now's not a good time. I love you, but when can we talk about this? Right. So that I can.
1: And I do feel like if I had to come in, which I've had a couple of times where I said, actually, I'm really sorry, but I, this is, I need to just. I
0: need to interrupt you cause now. Cause I
1: need an answer for this right now. Yeah. I need a perspective on this. Yeah. Cause it's still in the midst of happening. Yeah, and then I'll see him do exactly what I said. Put down what he wants, and then just say, "Okay, what is it? I, can can we talk? I've only got five minutes." Mm-hmm. So I also understand the boundaries. Right. So that's also mm-hmm. another interesting thing, helpful, mm-hmm. where um, if you can talk about your bandwidth, I'm, I'm struggling with focus right mm-hmm. now. But if if we can maybe start talking about it or share for five minutes or something
0: we were actually thinking about this subject, like listening, and I was doing some some reading on it. And there was a great article in, uh, actually I found online on Psychology Today. It's by Harriet Lerner, and it's entitled, Try the Number One Listening Challenge for Couples. But it was about intentional listening that um, a I'm just recalling the story right now, that a a woman was aging and needed to really, she kept talking about to her husband, I'm aging, I feel bad about my looks, I'm worried about my looks, I'm worried about my mortality. And to a man sometimes, and I think to really any person, I'm not sure this is gender specific at all, it's like, well, don't keep talking about that because A, there's nothing you can do about it, and B... I feel like you focusing on this is just feeding the flame, Mm -hmm. right? But then one night, uh, he just suddenly made a decision that he was going to sit down with his wife in the living room. Uh, I think, you know, they sat and they, he just asked the question, "Uh, tell me everything about your worries about aging, And what it's doing to you physically. And I want you to start from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. And just, and and the goal here is for me to understand, for me to listen. I can't solve it. I can't reverse aging. I just want to hear your heart. Mm -hmm. And what it did is it had the opposite effect. Instead of obsessing over this repeatedly, she felt like she had gotten an audience. And her husband had heard her, like really deeply, deeply heard her. She didn't need a solution. She needed him to hear her heart on these issues Mm. that were going on. So she felt actually more loved, more together, more assured afterwards. And I'm sure the worries continued, but she knew he understood those worries.
1: So I didn't know any of that. Right. I just was listening to this really, really good podcast called The Confessional. And it was um, a woman who was sharing about having gone through the process of forgiving her mother, who had been a crack at, it. her growing up had led her to for her for an eating disorder and since that 's part of my story and my mother dealt struggled with depression, some mental illness issues that um, I really related and I was really listening and she said the hard part was you can f- forgive your mother for being addicted and having a problem, but then it's also the pain she caused in your life is a whole different thing Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden it that her thing her story connected to some old forgotten knot of something way inside and I just started crying Mm -hmm. and I'm just like crying because it's it's true and after years of therapy and dealing with that stuff still more forgiveness i needed to do so i come in he's at the kitchen table i said i just
0: gotta talk and i have to insert i had literally just opened my laptop to start my day like i'm checking my first email right and i'm a very compartmental person so i'm like now i'm doing this Mm -hmm. so for me to just suddenly be like for Carol to sit down and be like and I can tell this is going to be a big thing but I, I
1: realized I didn't even say I need to talk, I didn't say anything I was just super upset he goes mm. what's wrong and I look and I see the email <laughs> and this is one of the <sighs> and so I just pour it all out and how this made me feel and this woman's story and how it related to my story and my realizing the, the pain of forgiving my mother truly forgiving for the things she did, not just what she was suffering with, which I had long forgiven. And he just listens. And then he says, Is there more? And I went, Well, then there's (laughs) is there anything else? And I said, No, no, I think that's, that's about it. Yeah. And he goes, Okay. He says, I think the only thing the only thing he said was, "I think you should write a letter to your mom, hmm. and I went, hmm, I okay,
0: th- yeah, I said oh, yeah I think I, I don't even think I said I think you should I think it was like, do you I wonder if you should, you know,
1: hmm. yeah, I didn't feel it was in order, yeah <laughs> yeah,
0: in other words, yeah, I wasn't trying to be problem solving or prescriptive hmm. just,
1: but hard. I was so amazed because I felt so much better. So listen to heard. And I, there, I knew I didn't expect him to fix anything. I just needed to be heard. And, um, and so then that night, as we were talking about, what could we do for our first podcast? What could we talk about? And I was saying, boy, you know, you listened so well, I was kind of amazed at that You just listened and then asked if there was anything more. And he goes, yeah, I just read that article. I
0: was like, oh, here we go. This is my opportunity. Wow. So, yeah. So, you know, I shifted gears and closed the laptop, didn't have the emails open, Mm -hmm. and just turned physically towards her Mm -hmm. eye contact and just listened. And I was at a place where I could do that, like deadline-wise. You know what I mean? It would probably would be a different story if I was like, literally had to be at work in half an hour or something like that, you know, right. we'd have to negotiate that differently. Yeah. Um, so what we've talked about here, you know, we, we've talked about the, this idea of a talking stick or maybe more practically would be the. Talking coffee mug <laughs> idea of just when you really do have the space to listen, of the kind of going back and forth and retelling the story till you have it right and hearing things you didn't know you would hear as a result. And we've talked about sometimes, you know, intentional listening means you set down your agenda and allow yourself to be interruptible, or you have the space to be able to negotiate, of saying, I cannot listen right now, whether that's a deadline or it's just bandwidth wise with all I've done today. I just don't have the space. Um, But I want to listen and I will listen. And let's set a time to listen.
1: Yeah. And a simple I love you in the mix can do a lot. Mm -hmm. Just communicating that it's still relationally right. It's just time.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it doesn't all resolve itself in a nice, neat, You know, package every single time. Relationships
1: are so messy. Yeah. And all of the stuff is you feel like you learned it, then you're back, you go a little further and you're back. But I think any kind of intentionality towards simply applying anything toward listening better creates better communication and a better relationship.
0: Mm -hmm. One thing um, that I was really struck by there's a speaker, Shanti Feldhan, and she was citing some research saying, that couples who rated themselves as highly unhappy, these are married couples, if one or both spouses, but even if only one spouse began actively working on the marriage, like doing things like we're talking about here, that a year later, the majority of those couples rated themselves as either happy or highly happy. Wow. So you know, so I guess that to, to say is that I think a marriage is never hopeless. I think a relationship is never hopeless. It's just learning relationship skills, learning communication skills, learning forgiveness skills. Nice. Yeah. But thank you guys for sharing thank you. your thank you. time and your thoughts and questions. We appreciate you.
1: And for all of you who've been listening with us, thanks so much for joining us. We look forward to having you come join us again on the front porch